Welcome to the Missing Chapter Podcast, where you will hear some of the least known, obscure, and entertaining stories the history textbooks left out. Starring Phil Horander and Phil Schaff. The history of the U.S. space program is the story of American pioneers, brave men and women who boldly went where no one before them had gone. Their names have become synonymous with bravery and courage. Neil Armstrong, Buzz Aldrin, Jim Lovell. We shared in their accomplishments, Apollo 11, held our breath in their struggles, Apollo 13, and wept in their disasters, Challenger. But some of the most amazing, most unbelievable stories surrounding our space program are some of the most obscure. Perfect for an inquisitive podcast devoted to exposing lesser-known stories from history. For instance, did you know that America's most iconic cartoon character was also a crew member on the mission that set the stage for the moon landing? Or that that same illustrated beagle is the moniker gifted to NASA members who go above and beyond for the betterment of the program? On this episode of The Missing Chapter, the unique relationship that exists between America's agency devoted to exploring the stars and a beloved star here on Earth. Hello, everybody. I'm Phil Schaff here with Phil Horner. Welcome to the Missing Chapter podcast. Phil, we have a great episode uh, waiting for these people, as well as some great coffee that we're brewing today. Half Moon Utica Coffee Roasting Company coffee, part chocolate, part vanilla, all Utica. And I will tell the listeners, this was not planned. We're talking about the great moon landing and we're drinking half moon coffee. It dawned on me as I was clicking record that we have half moon coffee with the great moon landing. That's it, amazing. It did with me too. Yeah. As soon as you said half moon, I was like, oh, wait a minute. Because you came in this morning with this coffee right. and said, hey, guess what? We have some half moon. I, I Listen, yeah. from the Utica area, if you are familiar with this area at all, Half Moon cookies are legendary, okay? So, yes, they originated in Utica, New York. Anyone who says uh, otherwise, they're just lying to you. But this coffee is amazing. It, it seriously smells like a Half Moon cookie coming right out of the back. Yeah, we did an episode on the potato chip originating in Saratoga Springs. Yes. We are talking about the Half Moon um, originating in Utica. Yeah. Um, and, and really a testament to Utica Coffee Roasting Company, because I used to be able to get maybe three different brands or three different kinds rather from our local um, grocery store. And I went in the other day and they had a whole display and we hadn't had this yet. I'm not sure if it's seasonal or not. It might be. It might be, but either way, but it's it good. is yeah. fantastic. And it's perfect, like you said, perfect segue yeah. for today's episode. Yeah. Um, and we're, we're about two months after the Artemis uh, landing of the moon. Right. You know, the, the launch that is uh, trying to create some sort of permanent link between the earth and moon. So there, there's a lot going on as far as the uh, the link between discussing the moon and today's episode. Right. In today's episode, before I get to it, and this was one that I really enjoyed doing in it, you know, it, it kind of originated out of sitting down with my family to watch uh, uh, the Peanuts. It was the Peanuts Christmas episode. And if you watch Amazon, they give you other suggestions centered around the Peanuts. If you enjoyed this, here are yeah. some other Peanut episodes. And we were flipping around and there was a very short nine minute one that starred Jeff Goldblum and uh, Ron Howard. So we watched it and I thought to myself, wait, is this true? Is this completely fictionalized? And as soon as we realized that the, the, what they were talking about was true, 
my oldest uh, son, Andrew, said, hey, that's a Missing Chapter podcast right there. And I said, Andrew, you're absolutely right. And Andrew, I also wanted to wish you a very happy birthday. You hey, just, happy birthday, You just Andrew. turned nine on the 13th. Unbelievable. And uh, your mom and I could not be more proud of who you've become and how well you're doing in school and the big brother you are to Nathan. And we just love you very much. And he was just in our, our class here a few weeks yeah. ago. Well, a couple months ago. Yep. Uh, now, but uh, yeah, he's, he's, uh, it's hard to believe he's nine. I know it's it go, it's cliche to say, Phil, but it, you know we talk about this often. Once you have kids, how how fast time goes. You look That's back, true. and you say, "Why? I can't believe they're nine years old already." Yep, I still so, remember the day you came in and, and we were you know hugging each other for, for the fact that you were now a, a dad. Yep, and and that was Andy. He yep. he made me a dad. The best title you could have. So on May eighteenth, Phil, nineteen sixty nine. Three Apollo 10 astronauts, Thomas Stafford, Gene Serson, and John Young, launched from what was then Cape Kennedy's launch pad 39B. And today's episode is really going to center around two things. The Apollo 10, which I think very, very, very often gets overlooked. Yes. Um, and, and, and I was not aware of the Apollo 10 mission and how vital that was. People, I think, have a tendency, and rightfully so, maybe, jump right ahead to the Apollo 11, which gets much more notoriety, but also a connection that the Apollo 10 has, not only an, an incredibly important mission, but the connection they have to uh, an iconic, beloved um, illustrator and their character. So there's really two things you're going to hear about in today's episode. Apollo 10's mission was one of the most elaborate and thorough dress rehearsals in history. The crew of Apollo 10, did a complete moon landing dry run without actually touching down on the lunar surface. So from start to finish, everything that the Apollo 11 astronauts would do to go to the moon, Apollo 10 did. Yeah, see, I, you, I, as soon as you said Apollo 10, I'm like, oh, gosh, I have to refresh my memory yeah. here. So I'm looking this up, and I, my, I, once again, Amazing. missing chapter fashion. Right. Why don't we know more about and this? And it's That's... May 18th, Phil. So you're talking, you know, two months yeah, yeah. prior to. So if something went wrong um, or something wasn't right, the chances are, you know, that June 20th or excuse me, July 20th landing would never have happened. But the Apollo 10 mission was vital. It's often overlooked as Apollo 11 would not be ready to land on the moon as planned, like I said, without Apollo 10's uh, run through. Two months prior to man touching down on the surface of the moon, the Apollo 10 mission went perfect. Could not have gone any better. So if you're working for NASA and the U.S. space program, you're ready. Right. This is a full go. The other little known fact that occurred during the Apollo 10 mission was a relationship that began to develop between NASA and the famed Charles Schultz and his characters, the Peanuts. And what seems like an odd friendship began developing during this time and is still relevant today in 2023. NASA began collaborating with Schultz in the 1960s. By that time, Schultz and Charlie Brown and Snoopy were already household you know, names. And as a popular household character, Snoopy became the mascot for NASA's spaceflight safety initiative. Mm -hmm. Schultz created comic strips of Snoopy on the moon that would run in Sunday newspapers, helping to inspire excitement about America's space program. And from here, these beloved characters became the mascots of Apollo 10. And here's how. The command module was named Charlie Brown, and the lunar module was nicknamed Snoopy. 
As I'd mentioned earlier, the lunar module for Apollo 10 was set to come close, close to the moon's surface, but never actually touched down on it. And I looked up, you know, what close means inside of 50,000 feet. So you're oh, not wow. talking, I mean, 50,000 feet. Yeah, from that standpoint. Right. From Earth to the moon, it's still really close. Right. Astronauts joked that they planned on, ready, snooping around the landing site that their colleagues in Apollo 11 would have the opportunity to actually explore, snooping around. And the snooping reference gave rise to the Snoopy nickname. And the Schultz partnership was born. From there, it was also fitting that the command module be named Charlie Brown, Snoopy's loyal companion. When the lunar module rendezvoused with the command module after surveying the moon's surface, astronaut Thomas Stafford even said, quote, Snoopy and Charlie Brown are hugging each other. His confirmation and mission control that the lunar module and command module were in fact reconnected to one another. That's amazing. Yeah. It, it kind of fun, you know, it's like everything's so serious yeah. about these missions, life and death and, and years and years of work and time and energy from countless people. You have to have that kind of, I don't know, element of just fun to it. And too. normalcy. And normalcy, yeah. right. And, um, and the fact that it's, you know, it often amazes me that, that, our family can look forward to watching the Christmas specials, the Halloween special of the, of the peanuts, something I looked forward to mm -hmm. something that kids in the seventies looked forward to. Like really it, it, it's a completely transcended time and generations, yeah. which I'm not sure how many, how many other things have, but you have something really iconic um, connected with the American space program, which is just so symbolic of, of the United States, not just during the cold war, what, but today too. Yeah. So that, that, that relationship that was fostered because of the Apollo 10 mission is kind of cool. That's amazing. And I got to tell you, as for the listeners, this is one of those episodes where you, you came running in and you're like, Hey, I, I got one. Yeah. I actually, I think you might've even texted it to me yep. and I said, Oh, I'm so curious about this one. So I, I didn't pry, but mm -hmm. I think you were, you were just in awe that you didn't know this before. And that you're, you're like, listen, all I'm going to do is I'm going to show you a picture. Right. And I'm going to tell you what it's about. All right. So I'm like, all right, don't tell me much. But you flipped the phone around and you showed me the picture of Snoopy. Right. Yeah. And, and I, said, I think Wait I, a I think I showed you this picture, the picture that I'm about to describe. So it says the partnership between Snoopy and the astronauts of Apollo 10 extended far beyond just a few references and a few quotes. It was fully embraced by the coordinators at NASA. All systems go penance, which were big, you know. Yeah. You know, yeah. in years past, featuring Snoopy wearing an astronaut helmet, adorned training facilities throughout the Space Center campus. Headed for the launch pad. I think this is the this is the one the one I send you. Headed for the launch pad. They're on their way to the Apollo, you know, rocket. Apollo Ten Commander Tom Stafford and his crew patted the nose of a stuffed Snoopy, held by a Janie Flowers, then astronaut Gordon Cooper's secretary. So if you can picture this, she's got this huge Snoopy, and these guys are coming out, you know, in their astronaut uniforms, minutes away from being put into a missile from outer space, and they're patting this Snoopy on the nose for good luck. A Snoopy and Charlie Brown figurine sat atop of the console in the Mission Control Center in Houston, Texas, on the first day of the Apollo 10 lunar orbit mission. Now, the collaboration between NASA and Schultz was actually formalized. It was, it was, it was actually you know, set in stone through the Space Act Agreement. Huh. And it gave NASA, gave the agency 
autonomy to actually update the Snoopy character for space-themed programming with content about NASA's deep space exploration missions over 50 years after its initial collaboration began during the Apollo era. So they actually were given permission by Schultz to manipulate his character, his beloved character, which he is renowned for, for the purpose of what they were trying to portray to their audience and the American public. And this is all based around someone saying, hey, we're not going up there to land. We're going up there to snoop around. Snoop around. Tune in to Season 3, Episode 20 on January 21st when we sit down with hometown history winner and California school teacher Dawn McKinney. Her story was so big, she had to bring in her entire class to share it, and they did not disappoint. Tune in for this very special edition of the Missing Chapter Podcast. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Missing Chapter Podcast, and here we are at the second half of the great moon landing Charlie Brown. Now this is one of those episodes, Phil, where obviously I'm excited for every episode, but the the closing part of this, um, just to think that there is a a fictional character that is a, a, a unifying factor for a group of people that are outside of our atmosphere, mm-hmm. I think is one of those things that's it's very American. I think, you know, when we rally around certain things, even if <laughs> even if it is a fictional character, because it's one of those things where you need, like you said in the beginning, you need that normalcy. You need that level of encouragement. And just to think that that was something like the inner workings that they had, that right. they were, it was like a that unifying factor between them. Now we can share that with them, I think is an awesome thing. Yeah, it's funny because, Phil, you know, I mean, we and I think everyone in their place of work, you have like a little inside, maybe jokes, inside stories yeah. that you enjoy because it's 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 only known amongst like a sp- yes. certain group of people. Um, But I had mentioned earlier on, Phil, right at the very beginning, that there were three astronauts. And you can say, well, Snoopy actually went to space, too. And he was the fourth astronaut on the Apollo 10 because they actually took Thomas Stafford, the captain of Apollo 10, actually took a small Snoopy with him. So Snoopy has actually been in space and was the fourth member of that Apollo 10 mission, which, again, in and of itself, we should know about because it really, without the Apollo 10, you wouldn't have had the space landing on July 20th. So it's just, it's, and you know, it's just one of those kind of fun stories that I think people will be able to share. And it really is one of those things where we, we heard it and I was like, wait, can that really be real? Yeah. Or are they just making this up for a fun cartoon, you know, that you can sit down and watch with your family. And it's one of those things too, where where every team, like you said, maybe it's not, if it's not an inside joke, it's at least maybe some sort of rallying cry. Or a mascot, right? Mascot, of course. Right. So you'd have like, um, I think of, uh, you know, my, my, my dad and my sister who played basketball at Syracuse. And, and of course you have the, the Syracuse orange running around when, mm-hmm. you know, you need some sort of rallying. And, right. and of course it gets the crowd going, which ultimately encourages the team. Yeah. So I, I think that's awesome. They're, they're rubbing the nose right before they get on the mission and on the rocket. Here's right. the question though. Yeah. Do we know where the, where the Snoopy is? The I don't, I don't know. I mean, it, it seems like it should be in a museum, right. the Smithsonian or something. I'm not sure if, if um, Jamie Flowers held on to it, if it was hers. But that would be a great thing to find out. Yeah, that, that, it's an amazing. You know, and it's just kind of a fun, a fun piece. Now, the connection with today, Phil, we said that NASA is still, you know, connected to Snoopy. Yep. The agency, NASA's Silver Snoopy Award, was created around the same time as the Apollo 10 mission and continues today. It's given by NASA astronauts 
to employees and contractors for outstanding achievements related to human flight, either the safety or the success of a particular mission. So receiving the award is regarded as a very, very high honor for outstanding performance. And the recipients are given a small silver Snoopy, and he's adorned in a flight suit. It's a pin as a show of appreciation. So you have this small silver pin that the astronauts themselves, is there someone or a group or a group, uh, maybe a, like an agency of people that, boy, they were instrumental and went above and beyond making that mission that they were a part of successful, they would give them the Silver Snoopy Award. That's amazing. Which I is cool. That. Yeah. I love that. And now we, whenever we talk about the space program, and you, you kind of mentioned this in the beginning as well, an update on NASA and our country's continued work in space exploration. Um, as we go into 2023, you know, I love the fact that we're revisiting space so much as yes. we did, because I would tell, you know, our students that, and we would tell our kids, you know, the, the importance of space exploration. We're obviously working to land the first woman and the next man on the moon by 2024 and lead the next steps of human exploration to deep space for future missions to Mars. The agency will launch what's called the Space Launch System Rocket and the Orion spacecraft from NASA's Kennedy Space Center in Cape Canaveral, Florida, which I had the opportunity of visiting um, growing up with my parents. It's phenomenal. I've always wanted to go. It's it's definitely, I would recommend it for anybody who who has the opportunity or in the area, make the trip and just see the displays that they have. They're phenomenal. Um, and, and just a, a series of increasingly complex missions to help create what you said, a sustained presence on the moon, along with sustaining on what NASA is prepping the gateway satellite into lunar orbit. It's amazing. Yeah. What an what an awesome episode. It's a good Thanks. fun episode to get us through the the dreary times of of January. That's it. Thank you for joining us. Until next time, I'm Phil Schaff and I'm Phil Hornder. Another chapter has been added to the history textbooks.